You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, what's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Trash Pandas. I'm one of your amazing hosts, Lauren, and this is my beautiful co-host, Lindsay. And we are back with like the second part of HBO's The Vow. And finally, we have Documentary Dave in Nexium the room. Nexium 2, Electric Nexium Boogaloo. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Anything with Electric in, Boogaloo automatically sounds in, like a great time. In a, in a world <laughs> of really boring sex cults. <laughs> It's like, like can so- we can we just agree? Because like I did, I like I just I wasn't feeling it last week, and there was so much chaos. Um, That's so true. But like, can we just agree that this was probably like four episodes too long? Like let's <laughs> yeah. let's oh let, let's let's just be. We honest. can for sure agree. <laughs> We've I, been saying that. <laughs> I couldn't believe when you sent me that article that there was going to be a second season. I was like, about what? <laughs> I, what more is there? Uh, like, who, like, who, literally God, who knows? Well, so about. who is it? Um, well, God, the dumbass that uh, Billy, whatever his name was, that was behind the fire festival and all that chaos oh, yeah, that's yeah. been oh, in jail. Yeah. So apparently, uh, he's now in solitary confinement. If you missed that memo, because Ooh. he was recording a podcast over his phone calls, allegedly to his lawyers, but to someone who was rec- making this a podcast because he wanted to tell "quote unquote" his, his side, side of the story. <laughs> now, my question here is, Skippy. You were paid by Hulu to be a part of their because they were right. dueling documentaries right. between Hulu and Netflix. Netflix mm-hmm. would not pay him. Hulu did. Yeah. Um, so you were paid by Hulu to tell your side of the story. So, uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. I I, I just realized I was surprised. I just no. I just I just realized that I was I was surprised that someone convicted of fraud was possibly convi- committing fraud again. I just I I, <laughs> I just I answer. I love when I answer my own what? questions. That's I love. What, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what's so funny is like um, on the last episode of The Vow season one, uh, Keith Ranieri is like starts talking to somebody from jail. So what I can infer is that season two is going to be some of his bullshit from jail about telling his side of the story. They always have to have their side. Well, of course. I mean, he's a classic narcissist. He's like... don't be a victim. Oh my god, I'm, I'm a, a victim. victim. Oh. <laughs> what is happening? No, so that's so that was the that was the breaking news that yeah. hit this week is yeah. he was sentenced to what 120, 120 years. Yeah. Which is amazing. amazing. Like I do, like I do and I, and I was I was talking with a couple other people and I'm like, you know, there is a part of me that really regrets that I'm a decent human being <laughs> and I don't have the capacity in me to actually start a cult. Cause like it, it seems like it's a really fun ride while it lasts. Like if, if you're like, if, if you're the guy, like I, I feel, I feel like, like, you know, like David Koresh dude got laid a lot. I, you know, there, there's that, you know, so even, yeah, but, but Waco ended in fire and death. So it, you just, you gotta, it's the, you take the good with the bad. But, like, yeah, the, I mean, exactly. but look at the rest of his ride is going to be in a, Jail cell, like I would not. I that see that ride's not worth it for me. No, oh no, it's that not worth not it for worth anybody. It for but like a lot of people will go through with it because they were like, I don't think I'll ever get caught. Well, right, and you he, know, and he obviously thought that he wasn't going. Oh, absolutely, to. Not. and he didn't think. <clears throat> I think that he legitimately was just like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Even mm-hmm. if like you sit there and go like, sex trafficking women is fucking wrong. He's right. just like. Yeah, like only in certain capacities, though, right, right. and like not what right. I was doing because this is all consensual. consensual. See, like, I always I always refer to that as the Uber defense. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, one of the things I realized very quickly um, is that Uber and pimps 
uh, use the exact same defense strategy in court. Okay. Um, they don't actually do anything wrong. Uh, they just put two consenting adults together, uh, take a little cut off the top, and then whatever happens between those two consenting adults is up to them. Right. It's just yeah. <laughs> whatever happens there. No, it doesn't matter if you're murdered or anything. Or <laughs> What's so insane about his the 120 years is that I mean there are people like um, Chris Chris Watts yeah. who that wasn't even 120 years well, and I'm not like I mean it's so hard to compare there's crimes, a million people but I'm I could literally like this guy annihilated his entire family and yeah. he didn't get a sentence first like of all that. I'm I'm not trying to like and so I'm, I don't know if it's like sorry to cut you no, off I don't go ahead, go but go I'm go like is it so that he can't legally maneuver his way out in any way shape or form like so I, I think part of it when it comes to cases like this is and the sad reality is, is like with Watts, you only had a certain number of charges right. that he could get hit with. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, and it's it, it, it technically speaking, he is serving life with, and that's the difference is yeah. he's serving life with like, and I believe if I recall correctly, Without. it is a natural life clause. Yeah, okay. Like so, like life you can still get parole right. from. Right. Natural life, right. you, you do not. You're you, right. you're there until you're done. Until you die. Um, right. So, and I think so. Like part of this, and you and you do see this in a lot of cases. And this has been one of the things that people have um, had a problem with in in certain cases because uh, you see charge stacking. Yeah, where they basically throw as much shit at you mm-hmm. as humanly possible because you never know what a jury's going to do. Right. And so you know, kind of like you know the whole thing about. Um, you know the uh, the police officers. Uh, yeah. You know in in the uh, the George Floyd situation, yeah. where you know th- there's a reason why they're not charging them with first degree murder because they know historically speaking, juries will not convict on a first degree murder charge in those sure. situations. Second degree, but they are stacking second degree manslaughter, reckless endangerment, and you know conduct on so all that stuff. So they they are doing what they can knowing how juries act and react to things. Right. So wasn't within the George Floyd case, sorry, we're way off, but like not really. Was what what wasn't that the uh what is what was his name? Chauvin? Yeah. Wasn't he re- Remember, you can't spell chauvinistic without Chauvin. Right. <laughs> didn't oh they re- Didn't they recently drop the second degree murder? No. Because they were going to pursue the first. They so actually the biggest development in that case, I believe, is they granted him bail, um, and 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 then allowed him to leave the state uh, as a condition of his bail uh, because of his concerns about security. Well, hey, here's an idea: don't kill anybody. Right. Yeah. If you don't kill anybody, don't murder people. Yeah. If you don't kill somebody right. that sparks a national right. movement, right. you know. I mean, so like, and the, t- the flip side of that is <laughs> right. the. Uh, Especially if it sparks a national Well, yeah, because, you know, political pressures. But, like, so speaking of political pressures, the 17-year-old kid yeah. uh, that went to Kenosha and shot two and yeah. killed two people and yeah. injured one um, just got uh, – it was – so, he, you know, he ran so, – and I didn't yeah. I didn't realize it was that close. He was His hometown was only 10 miles across oh, the border. Oh, I lived right there. Oh, so, like, I didn't realize it was – like, we, I knew I knew he had crossed the border. I lived in that part of Illinois. Okay. And we went to Kenosha all the – I mean, like – so yeah, he was literally ten miles away. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, there was um, Wisconsin. Obviously, wants mm-hmm. to extradite him back to yeah. uh, Wisconsin for his trial. Right. And of course, he was fighting it. Right. Um, or his lawyer was fighting it. And so, the, I, I I absolutely love when judges are just like 
Judge Judy ish. No, like when <laughs> like when judges like get kind of Judge Judy ish, and they're and they're just like. Are you even kidding me? Like, yeah. so, like, like, because, like, his lawyer was trying to say, oh, well, it wasn't, you know, filed properly, de facto, prima facie, like, like me when I yeah. techno babble at people. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the TCPIP stack and the yeah, firewall and the, uh, it, was a, it was a routing table yeah. issue with the uh, BGP, blah, 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 and just hoping that somebody yeah. stops listening and they just agree with you no matter what. I feel like, but if you're a lawyer talking to a judge, you should know that's not going to work. So his extradition got approved um, to, to go from Illinois back uh, to yeah. Wisconsin for the trial. And so, yeah, waiting, waiting to see, that's the one. I'm waiting to see how that plays out because he is facing first degree charges. What I oh. uh, that's great because he should thankfully because uh, that was definitely premeditated in every sense of the word. But also, um, did you just read the news about one of the guys that was planning to kidnap Governor Whit- Whitmer? And he wants to be released oh, on bail cause... because he has diabetes and he is worried about COVID. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I'm wait, concerned wow, about COVID. the fucking irony of you being concerned about COVID. And, well, and I, I like... loved I love the defense that they're throwing out for. And it might, it might even be the same guy um, that they, they were they were just talking. Like it, it was oh, like yeah. it's like the plot was so absurd. It was never going to happen. Yeah. There's no way they were yeah. ever going to actually try <laughs> they to did do this. Training and it was like I'm them like, just video. You were like videotaping them like driving down a track and then shooting at something <laughs> randomly. Oh, like they, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they were at, they were as I, I I love to call them. They were absolutely meal team six, um, <laughs> and 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 they were little branch Covidians having their in celebrations. <laughs> Um, and like that's and like that's the best part is they have all of these videos and all like and that's that's the beauty of it is I don't understand there's been so many documentaries and so many of these cases about these militia groups and right. or like wake like back to David Craig where there's 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 always someone on the inside. There's yeah. always there's always a, there's always an FBI informant there. They were caught for a reason. And yet, oh, well, yeah. If, if they were yeah, if they were criminal masterminds, they yeah. wouldn't be in right. a friggin' militia. They're not Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> not Brad Pitt and George no, Clooney. They're, they're more Please. they're more Brocians Eleven. Brocians right. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I think we might have to make our episode called Brocians Eleven. <laughs> it's but yeah, I mean it's it just it makes me and like literally that I love oh that the defense God. they're coming up with is that basically they're saying they were too stupid to actually have carried through oh anything they were planning. I, I love I love that that's that's a phenomenal defense. I'm oh I'm too dumb to have actually carried out the crime oh that God. I was planning to commit. I that's, love that. That's actually like I'm I'm kind, kind of, of just like that's defense. great. <laughs> I hope not gonna lie. Like, really like, try to use like, that. and I do like I and I do I want a judge. I, I like I want that defense to get before a judge and I want the judge to go and just like kind of like laugh and shake yeah. his head and go, you know what? I'm too dumb. That's absolutely brilliant and and I believe and you're right. you and I believe you are and stupid. You're right. But the case is still moving right, forward. Right, <laughs> sure. Right. Sure. And I would love for that to happen, but I would right. just love for them to just be like, you are too stupid. Right. I agree with you, yeah. but you tried. Yeah. And trying is what you're right. Yeah, there's a reason why it's convicted. Yeah, you're of. not you're not charged with kidnapping. Right. You're charged with Attempted. plotting and right. attempting right. to and kidnap someone. And you still like put Governor Whitmer and her family <laughs> through like psychological terror. Right. Like right. Well and I and I do and I love <laughs> And it's I, and I'm sorry. I know we've completely sidetracked off the foul, but I love that their plan was basically to kidnap her from her house, um, and 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 take her to Wisconsin. So I 
actually, <laughs> like, I actually know somebody. Like, I don't know him personally. I've met him personally, but I know somebody that's on my Facebook. And he is, like, a lawyer. And he is, like, super anti-Whitmer. And he, like, is constantly trying to, like, get people off for, like, stupid bullshit. Okay? And he is, he was, like, going to her house with, like, a... With like a weed whacker when when they weren't allowed to like have do haircuts like, yeah, and like oh yeah <laughs> exactly he went to her house with a weed whacker like oh like, I have a we- I'm weed whacking the front of your house I'm like, like you're doing her a favor. yeah like gee thanks <laughs> yeah. dude she's having a great time right now like thank you like for I, I don't have to worry about my and, lawn right. service but, this week but, but there were other people there Wait with him with like guns and shit and I'm sitting there going like okay she has like children and yeah, stuff and how scary being. is that yeah. for them to be like. There's somebody outside with fucking guns. Like I'm not gonna lie, I really, I really, and I tried to pull this together, but I did not have enough time or actually because I was too dumb to actually pull this off. Um, but what I really wanted to do was when they were doing the whole protest where they brought in like barber chairs mm-hmm. and set them up outside the Capitol building in Lansing, and they were cutting people's hair. I really wanted like a bunch of friends with like pickup trucks to come out and bring like Aquanet and spray glue <laughs> and leaf blowers. <laughs> And I wanted to like <laughs> blow the hair back on them yeah. and have it stick and like make With them leaves. all and make them all look like Wookies. Like that was Wookiees. I feel like I feel like, like that would have been amazing. I feel like that yeah. They all look like Wookiees. I would have been totally they down have for that. Just like hair all like that would have like that would like see that that's the thing. Like that's my level of being a criminal mastermind. Like I like I I want to make you all look like Wookiees. Like Listen, I've never I know cosmetologists that straight up like they do everything they're supposed to do. They do contract ta- tracing. Uh-huh. They wear their fucking masks. Like, how hard is that? Just, you can still do your job. It's okay. Do that. Like, why, why is this like some big thing where it's well, like, a bunch oh, we of Karens to... wanted a haircut. I know. And we couldn't do anything. And you only had to wait we a couple of months. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. Oh y'all, first of all, y'all go way longer than you should yeah. for a trim or when it's not a pandemic. Yeah, when it's not a pandemic. I'm not going to lie. There, there's a reason why I'm not on camera right now. Like, I'm, I'm, start, I'm starting to get back to, like, my 1970s Battlestar Galactica Starbuck hair. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not a big fan. And it's, and it's just because I just, I keep forgetting. Like it's, I just, like I, I keep. And that's fine. Yeah. Like places are open. You can go if you wanted to. I could. You just, you know what I mean? Like it's not that big of a deal, but it's like these people are like going crazy about like, I just want to get my hair cut. Well, which, and, and I'm like, holy shit, dude, it's and, really not that big of a deal. And is that, and like, and that's the thing. Like, and I do, I get it. I've, I've actually stopped arguing with a lot of people. Like I've, I've gotten to the point in my life where like I just I don't have the energy to try to yeah. either a argue or b educate anymore. I just yeah. don't, um, especially with especially now because I'm sorry. Like if we're almost eight months into this and you don't get that this is real, and again, I dude, I get quarantine fatigue. I get there is nobody who wishes that I could go. Around the like, we could wrap this show, and we I could walk. We could walk around the corner and go to Temple Bar, yeah. and there'd be 150 people on yeah. the dance floor, and we'd all be throwing our arms around each other and trading shots and being stupid. And yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants that more than me. But that's not the world we're in. But it's yeah. not real that's, life. That's not yeah, where we it's are. It's not where we are. And so, and it kind of gets into. And it, <laughs> I'm sorry, Nexium. What? <laughs> Um, but no, this gets like like people keep trying to put in place these short term 
stopgap yeah. solutions, mm-hmm. trying to get quote unquote back to normal yeah. when that that no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I think it was, I forget who the comedian was. There was a great comic that had a whole shtick about. Um, uh, like when you get divorced and, and the woman's like, well, I need X amount of dollars to you know maintain the lifestyle to which I was accustomed to. And he's like, well, I was accustomed to getting laid twice a week. Like, is, <laughs> is that going to stay? <laughs> okay, I hate that. I was accustomed to making this amount of money before you were around. So. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's it. But, you know, that's that's not your life anymore. Yeah. And that just is what it is. And, yeah. and, and that's that's the hard. So and again, but so now you have this cult leader in jail who hopefully <laughs> is learning that life is not what the it was. Same. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and I do. I always wonder, like, I, I've always wondered because like, there's been very few documentaries. Like, I've always wondered how like Manson did yeah, in prison fair, and how sure. like how these cult leaders really like when they're outside of that cult of personality mm-hmm. how do they fare did on the and that and honestly like that might be the best part of a part 2 is getting to see like him getting his ass beat on a daily basis <laughs> <laughs> It's just two episodes of just him getting his ass beat. If you've ever watched Mindhunter on um, Netflix, they do like a, a, a an interview with Manson, and he is just as um, I don't want to say like charming, but just as like oh, he has he has a gravity. He that, he absolutely like, does, um, and it's like that. That even like the FBI investigators were like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> well, so and that's you know that's one of the and that's the you know one of the scary yeah. things is like people make those comparisons. Yeah. Not to get me, but like with like with like with Trump and mm-hmm. like so like like Manson Manson never killed anybody. No, yeah, I know. Right. He he never. Yeah. Per, technically speaking, no, he didn't. Never did anything. I mean, wrong. look at Hitler. Same thing. It's like it's this idea that it's like <laughs> remember, oh well he didn't do anything well he did. Well, and let's remember. This this is what happened. See, and this is a very good uh, parallel to today's world. Hitler is what happened. Hitler was an art teacher. So yeah. when you piss off teachers, bad things can happen. Yeah, like that. Yeah, remember hey. that world. <laughs> I believe that. I've seen this one angry, and I do not want to make I do her get really angry. that upset. I do you, get upset. No. Yeah, I do. What? I get scary. <laughs> I can be scary. I'm intimidating. Oh, you're so intimidating right now. <laughs> I'm intimidating. I'm so intimidating. <laughs> I love it. Hey, okay, so before we dive in, one quick thing, just yeah. as a reminder to everybody, dude, get go, your go. asses out and vote go, for vote. the love of vote, God. Vote, vote, like, vote, 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 vote. I already, I Power s- to the polls. Power swear to God, I wasn't staring at your chest. <laughs> I was, I was, I was noticing the powerful <laughs> message that was there. No, but so like, like I, dude, I, I turned my ballot in. I, I brought mine to the city Fuck clerk. Yeah, done, I've... gone. Um, I love that there was a stat that came out today that said the early voting in Texas already exceeds mm-hmm. the total number of ballots cast in the last yeah, election. So- I saw that it was like 79 million people mm-hmm. have voted already. And I just wanted to say really quick, I actually, um, I actually volunteered to go and like collect uh, data and and send it back and everything. So I'm actually going to be at the polls in Ferndale and Farmington to, to cool. collect some data and send it to them and everything as soon as everything's done. And I am so happy and so excited for how many young people are going oh out God, there yes. and voting right now. Yes. And if you are undecided on whether or not you want to Nobody. vote, 
please just do it. Yeah, apathy you, is not. I don't care who you're voting a for. Political stance. I don't care. I, it's don't dumb. Care. I, I do care. I'm I gonna. Care. I'm well. I, I do. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Is I do care who you vote for, and I and I am judging you. But I However, do. But I do care more that you get your voice out. There. I just want you to go vote. That's what I really care about. Yeah. And I'm excited to see that there are so many people out there that are going out and voting right mm-hmm. now. It's super important. So please yeah, do it. I mean. Yes, young people, please go. Please, please go, vote. go vote. Have you watched? Uh, so I guess what it, it's another documentary. Uh, have you watched uh, Whose Vote Counts on Netflix? No, no. So it's 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 a quick watch. I highly recommend it. It's only about twenty four twenty five minutes long, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And it has like uh, AOC in it. It has Arnold right. Schwarzenegger in it. It has, and it's phenomenal. It is literally. The history in 25 minutes of everything oh. that rich white landowning males have done to try to keep Perfect. everybody else from voting. <laughs> um, everything from poll tax, like so, it, like like yeah. I, I was talking with this uh, with an earlier show a couple days ago. Um, like originally, it, you just had to be a landowner, mm-hmm. um, and then they realized that um, guys were dying and leaving property to their wives. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. and what and then women Weird. were showing up to vote and they were like okay well we can't have that so they they so then it was you had to be you know you know to be a male landowner yeah. and then it was and, and, and then it was okay yeah. well you had to have uh, you had because okay, first it was money and then they realized that there were some guys out there that liked their black wives and liked their black whatever and and were leaving them money and yeah. so black women were showing up to vote and and had money yeah. and and so then they had to change that rule yeah. and it, so i mean and it, and so and it's weird because you think about the fact and this really dives into this um this is a federal election yeah. so it is it is something that should be pretty much universal yeah. across the entire country but it isn't yeah. like every state has their own rules. Like so right. there are like in the Pacific North, there's like three states, Pacific Northwest primarily, where you automatically in the mail, like if you are registered to vote, you automatically get an absentee ballot. Like yeah. it just happens. Um, places like Michigan um, and I think it's eight other states. You have to request one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you can do it. Um, places like te- and this is the this is the really interesting thing about Texas to me um, with how much they've had in Texas. Technically speaking, you have to have a valid reason why you cannot go vote oh. on election day in order to even request a, va- a ballot. Um, so I mean, it's it, it's it's weird, like how it and you know the things like um, if you're a felon, can you vote? Yeah. Depends on what state you live in. Yeah, um, and that's like one of the really cool stories in there is a guy, uh, a formerly convicted felon who basically led the drive to get that overturned in Florida. Um, And the governor that vetoed it literally won the election by fewer votes than the number of felons that would have been allowed to vote had he not vetoed it. So then I think it was the Senate, one of the legislatures then overrode his veto. And so the next election they were able to vote and he was gone. Yeah. So I mean, it's oh it's God. so, but it's it, it is it is a fast like I said, and it's only twenty four twenty five minutes yeah. long, and it's just a fascinating look at. Either way, yeah. at the end of the day, it's important to vote regardless of who you're voting and for. And I was mm-hmm. also going to say, just vote. I was looking at just a little bit of data that's already coming in, and they're already, um, which I was shocked at this. Like Texas is looking like a swing right now. Like it might go. So you, I mean, that's honestly not a huge surprise. You look at 
the Austins. The so rural Texas yes. and city Texas are two totally different things. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it's almost like yeah. um, like Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you live, Dave? Macomb County. Mm. Oh well, yeah. But, uh, my... There there What's are. What's the political demographic? Yeah, there oh, are. I live in Macomb County. Oh. <laughs> oh. There are. Yeah, there are four. Trump signs in my little double cul-de-sac neighborhood that make me very uncomfortable. Um, but so like that, and that, so like that's the thing is you know you look at you know Oakland County and Detroit and that kind of stuff yeah. versus the Macomb counties or yeah. some of the further north counties. That's that's why. And here's and for the love of God, here's the other thing, folks. Do not get complacent. I don't yeah. give a shit how many polls come out yeah. that say Biden's Just got a thirty point voting. lead, an yeah. eighty point lead. I don't. I do not too. give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Get your ass out and vote. Absolutely. Um, even here's the thing: you can walk into a city clerk's office right now, ask for a ballot. They check your ID. Da da da. Make sure it matches up. And you're good to go, yeah. and 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 go ahead. You can vote today. Yeah, you you do not have yeah. to wait for. Yeah, and and that's and I think that's the thing is you well like once you realize like first off, why the hell the first Tuesday in November like weather is shitty in vast majorities of the country right. the first Tuesday in November, um it's a work day like yeah. why why isn't it a holiday so and I think that's one of the great yeah. things you're seeing is with. I mean, possibly one of the good side effects of COVID and the quarantine that we've been in is as people have, you know, oh my God, hey, you remove my barrier to voting yeah. and let me vote remotely yeah. and vote by mail and vote early yeah. and all of a sudden the numbers are going through the roof. Right. What a novel effing concept. Right. <laughs> what is happening and right now? And I also feel like just to add on to like one of the uh, positive side effects, which there is not a lot of Donald Trump, but like waking people the fuck up. Like, we need, it's not just, I mean, Donald Trump, yes, but, like, the judges. And so that's the thing, the, you, that, like, this has been like, a... This has been an awakening Elections for, like, have consequences. democracy. Donald and, yeah. Trump. Yeah. Donald he's, but Trump he's just has a appointed of, three yeah. Supreme Court yeah. justices. Yeah. Three. Yeah. And not to mention, like, all of the other, like... Oh, all the other federal all appointments other that have happened and everything else. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's terrifying. So, and that's so, like that's why, I, like, I've I've probably the only like arguments that I truly still get into anymore because like I said I I just I've stopped arguing with people. Yeah. But whenever I see a post that's like, well, without mentioning Trump, why are you voting for Biden? I like I will immediately dive in on that and just yeah. say, look, that is a bullshit argument because hating and loathing everything that someone stands for right. is a perfectly valid reason to vote against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly there's, right. there, there is yeah. th- just like that's yeah. why people would vote for Trump is they hate and loathe, loathe everything that Biden Hillary. stands uh, for. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like it's not fair for you to say that you one person can do it, and not another. Like. Everyone has the right to make a decision, and you should be able to go and and vote for whoever you want to vote for. So just fucking do it. I don't. I don't care who you're voting for. Just fucking do. I mean, we all care. We all care. But at the same time, it's like important for everyone to go vote. Well, because that's because the reality is, if you don't vote, vote. 
you it, have no right to bitch. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You no. can't be like, and, oh, and, yeah. If you don't vote, I literally will not have and, a conversation. No, and, with and, you. and I will, and I will, I will, and this, like, I, the other conversation I always dive into is with the third party voters. Um, like, oh, vote shaming. No, no, no. No. So here's the deal. Uh, there were two teams that yeah. were in the NBA Finals. Um, if you were rooting for a, not one of those two teams, yeah. it, you, didn't it didn't matter. It was only those two teams. That's always yeah. going to happen. That's like it. If, if you want, and, and this, and, but, I always, but I'm always encouraging about it. Like, look, here's the deal. If you truly believe that the, because, th- and I do, the two party system is, is a shit show. It's yeah. horrible. So then, Stop talking about this only every four years. And go like you should be making like those third party candidates well, have to come from do the local, local elections. elections. They Thank have to, you. You have yes. to you have like, to have them go, gain strength all the way if up. If you are serious about third party candidates and you want a, a true viable third party option, get out there, do the groundwork. Make it happen in local elections. That's where it begins. It's a grassroots. It's a grassroots effort. It's not going to happen with just, you know, putting in your vote last minute for who was it in the last? I don't even remember the last Green Party. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Steinberg or something like that. Like, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so let's talk about the vote. Yeah, let's talk about the vote. Go vote. Let's talk about the vote. Okay. So um, we left off at the end of episode four, beginning episode five, um, and uh, we're at a point where um, Sarah has, Sarah Edmondson, one of those key players, has defected, and they are basically doing everything they can to try to get her in trouble for leaving the group they want they sent her things for um like she's supposed to be she should be arrested in vancouver for theft and a a bunch of other things and we kind of find out that one of nexium's uh one of their things is just like scientology is when you leave the group they basically harass you left and fucking right and I with know a lawsuits, lot about Scientology with lawsuits mm. and and legalese and they try to scare you into submission the and whole to not... uh, suppressive persons thing yeah. is like a Scientology term that like I mean I don't know if that's like obviously that's not where that came from but I'm just saying like from all the years I've spent mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. oh sorry I mean to spit on you <laughs> From all the years I've spent actually, like, um, (laughs) I mean, sanitizing right now. She goes, COVID, straight up. (laughs) Like, nope. Bitch, I've been hanging out with you all day. I know. So, um, all the years that I've spent actually protesting Scientology and going to Scientology uh, churches and trying to tell people, fucking don't do it. It's not from being like, I just don't like any other type of religion. It's that this is a cult. And I know it's a cult. Oh, it absolutely is. It, most definitely. Anywhere else in the world. Dude, there's a guy that I've been friends with for a very long time. Um, and all of a sudden he started posting like L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, no. And, and I was like, 
They got him. I was like, dude, like we. I'm like we. We need to talk. They got him with we a need steak to in talk. the heart. And they got him. Oh no, we did. And and he and, and it was funny. And like we had this whole cut. And like and, and we got like into this really heated exchange on his wall. Oh, and he deleted everything. And then he hit me up with a message, and he was like, "Dude, look." He's like, "I respect you way too much for that to keep going on." He's like, "Here's the deal." He's like, "It's." He's like, "I get it." He's like, "I, I totally know where you're coming from. I see it for what it is." He's like, for me, uh, cult. So, and he, he's like, for me, it's basically psychology, but uh, cult. But he's like, but I don't. He's like, I'm not buying into the church shit. He's like, I'm not going to the stupid meetings. He's like, it's literally like a group of people that I hang out and talk with. And I said, okay, that's fine. That's how they get you. Yeah. Uh, cult. <laughs> yeah. right. The entire thing that's, is a fucking that's, cult. That's, that's how, how they, they do it. So exactly. So that's the thing is that like when everyone's doing this shit, it like I'm like this is what just using the words defective or suppressive. It's like these are things that they use against you to be like everyone else that's also part of this cult. Be aware that this person is right. suppressive yeah. and defected from us. Right. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to There's them. They're crazy. You have, crazy. To, cut off, you have crazy. to cut off all contact. Right. Well, I mean, it's and it's gaslighting one on one. I mean, that's, absolutely. So basically, that's what they start doing to Sarah Edmondson. And there's this um, woman in the group. Her name is Kristen Keefe, um, and she's like their legal liaison. And they like show video of her from 2007, and basically, she's saying like. Anybody who speaks out against Nexium, anybody who speaks out against what we're trying to do, like, we're only trying to do good. So we are going to come after you hard. We are going to scorch. She literally uses words like we're going to scorch the earth, like coming after you. Right. Like if you speak out against this group. So fast forward to. Chris? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fast forward to Kristen exactly. was one of uh, several women that were like in this cohort that lived with Keith Ranieri. Uh, she was the legal liaison. Yeah. Well, legal liaison. That's what I want. Well, I so Kristen um, was like living with Keith Ranieri and she was like one of several women sleeping with him. And um, again. Amazing. Seems like seems like a fun ride if if you're at. Uh, <laughs> it's not that bad. I mean, other you know, other than the you know shitty behavior and sex trafficking. I mean, other than that. Lindsay. Yeah. So Kristen, uh, she gets pregnant, uh-huh. and she ends up like running. And just up and leaving the group. So the same woman who's saying we're going to squash the earth for Nexium ends up leaving. Um, they show this really weird video of her. And she's, like, on her laptop. And she's, like, working on something. And, Cre- and Keith is, like, in the background over her shoulder. And he's, like, some things in your body are going to change. You will have different sensations in your body. And that's okay and you can feel these different sensations and you can do these different things and she looks at him and she's like are you gonna let me get back to my work like you could just tell at that time like it was like I'm going to fucking yeah we're done like I'm done like I am running yeah I'm having sensations in my body of I'm gonna punch you in the face (laughs) and um so it's like this really weird interaction that they have, and she ends up she ends up leaving uh, 
leaving the group and just going like MIA. And then we hear about Claire Bronfman. Um, and she is basically, she's the one of the two sisters. There's Claire and Sarah Bronfman. Of Seagram's. Of Seagram's. And they are the ones financing Nexium. And so she, they are paying for all of this litigation that is constantly happening in, um, in, in Nexium against their enemies. So they basically have like an endless fun to just go after people and just ruin their lives. I mean, people have historically bought a lot of ginger ale and whiskey. <laughs> like, let's, let's be clear. Like, it's, there's, there's a reason why they have all this money. Yeah. No, yeah. No, that's absolutely right. It's true. Seagram's has a lot of different stuff. See, and it does, but, like, but like, I, I remember like the old Seagram's golden wine, cool. Like I, remember, I remember, like I remember those happy commercials, and I'm like, I gave like all they the have I, wine coolers. They have wine. I, I've given money to these bitches. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. that. Yeah, that, same. That, that then crazy. and like now I I've now worked I've, at places that have given them yeah. a fuck ton like, of money, and now I now I feel bad. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I like mm-hmm. I I started this. I, I started Nexium. I want. I started, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm funding a sex call. Exactly, and 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 not getting laid yeah. by multiple women. <laughs> like I feel I feel like there should have been. Uh, like they're some on, kind of kickback. Where the, are my women? On the bottles of Seagrams, it should have been hey, like with ten bottle purchase, you you get send, your own brainwashed we're bitch. Get like like you get, one we're gonna send you one yeah. Allison Mack. Right, you, you get right. You, you get, get like you get like three hours a month. When you get one hundred Allison Macks, you get one sex session. You get you get a card with punches. You get punch cards. why were there no Seagrams punch cards? Like what? Where are my Nexium punch cards, please? Thanks, Seagram. So what we learn is that Nexium has been dealing with bad press for a long time, way before these people started like defecting. Well, because it group. started, if I recall correctly, and and I, again, brain lag last Me week. Me too. Um, so. It was like this all started as part of the EST, the EST movement, yes. way back in the day. Um, and so those not familiar with EST, like that was a thing. In the '60s, uh, and it was, and then it, it was part of like the whole hippie, hippie dippy, be in touch with your feelings. Da, 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 da. Let's all just drop acid and get our groove on, man. Yeah. Um, and then it became a big thing. It became a bigger thing in the '70s. Mm-hmm. So, like the foundations of this go back decades. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, and I honestly, I think that's why you hear things like, you know, the guy that just got 120 years. He's like, well, like I. Like I like I'm I'm not I'm just the latest guy. Like I'm I like I'm I was I I was told this was cool. This has been going on forever. Well, so bad press about Nexium has been happening for a really long time. There's a specific there there was the Times Union that was reporting on a lot of it, but not only the Times Union that was reporting on a lot of it, but the Frank report was reporting on a lot of it because this guy Frank. Um, Perlota or Perlota, I'm pronouncing his name wrong, but anyways, he was a publicist for Keith way back when. And they were publishing like all these articles about women that had like left the group and how their lives were being basically ruined by Keith, but it was just these small publications. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't New York Times reporting on it. And so, <clears throat> So Keith always had, like, this way of, like, saying, like, 
okay, this bad press is because of, you know, there's ways to basically, like, talk yourself out of this bad press and whatever is happening. So eventually, Claire Bronfman sets up a meeting between Keith and the Dalai Lama. Big hitter, the llama. (laughs) Big hitter. Big hitter, the llama. Yeah, you're right. Gunga, look, Gunga. The first meeting is canceled because of this negative press about the group. So, right. And so, like, which, yeah, one would expect because, okay, so the Dalai Lama, supposed to be like, you know, the reincarnation, Buddha, da 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 da, all that thing. He's like that. Yeah, you should you should not want to be anywhere around any of that stuff. Like that's so this is the second time I'm talking shit about the Dalai Lama in the podcast. <laughs> like literally just being like, fuck that guy. I mean I he has like I already said like oh, he has some stop. really awful things to say about women, but okay. So yes, anyways I agree. So well, then yeah. they decide to go to the Dalai Lama. They're going to fly to the Dalai Lama. Because if the Lama will not come to you, they'll go to the Lama. You should go to the Lama. And so they go there to convince the Dalai Lama of Keith's innocence, and they win him over. Oh, no, 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 no. Not like, and the funny part is, like, you don't actually see them winning him over. Oh, yeah. It's like the Lama. Like, the the Lama just. Like the llama went from okay, look, you're gonna need to prove to me uh, that uh, yeah. all of these lawsuits are false yeah. and that none of this is based in reality. because yeah. it's the llama, and the llama has the NPR right. voice, and <laughs> and so that's that's how the llama talks. And but then all of a sudden, the llama's like, oh my god, he just he looks innocent. Yeah, and that is what, what? he says. Like what? he looks he, innocent. He, he looks innocent. Yeah, that's what he yeah, says. What the fuck does yeah. that mean? Yeah. I just want to know what the fuck does that mean? He looks innocent. So, but the bad press keeps on coming after that. <laughs> because the hits just keep on <laughs> coming. Keep on coming. Keep so, your feet on the ground. Then, keep reaching for the stars. Then we come to find out that Keith has been having I can sex smell your with scotch. Oh shit! You're drinking. Oh, this is scotch? Red, no, this is Red Bull. Oh, no. I feel like I can <laughs> like smell whiskey shit. at least. Are you drinking whiskey? Ew. No. What the fuck am Not I me. smelling? Bitch. Are you sweating Probably it out? What the, I might be sweating it out. You might. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> All right. So bad press keeps on coming. Come to find out that Keith has been having sex with underage girls. That's weird. Um, Probably shouldn't do that. A cult leader having sex with. Under- yeah. Wait. Yeah. Hold Hark? on. Wait, gasp. Gasp. Allow, allow with me to clutcheth my come pearls. Come and look at onto my chaise lounge. I may need a mint my julep. I got the vapors. So, I can't. One of these girls ends up committing suicide. Um, but Keith. Wow, we did stop the laughter know, right? real quick. Thanks. That was, that was a I'm great sorry. transition. Yeah, uh, it literally had to be really. So, bad. But Keith. Keith has answers for everything, and he basically says all of this is just garbage, and none of it is true. Um, That's when they established this group in Nexium called The Knife, and this was basically a media company that analyzed news for objectivity or lack thereof, and... Yeah, wow. I don't so even, are they, you are you telling the truth about us or not? Yeah. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Well, yeah, but <laughs> interestingly enough, one of the guys that like 
who was like the head or like deeply involved in the knife, he ends up going on like Fox News during like the Trump um, election. And one of these reporters is like, oh, so basically when the president said this is fake news, this is fake news. And he's like, well, there's some truth to it, but you can exaggerate the truth or you can make the truth sound well, it's you know any the, way you want like, it. There are like, there are there are yeah. three different kinds. Of, there are lies, there are damn lies, and then there are statistics. Exactly, because because you can make statistics say anything you want. Exactly, like that's uh, so. That, and again, not to sidebar, but like my other big argument that I've been into over the past two days is people that are sharing the stupid meme that says, "Well, you know, everybody's talking about like record numbers of COVID cases and yada yada and percentages and then and then well, you know, the first week of April it was an eighty percent positive rate, and now we're only at ten percent. Okay, well dipshits that's because at the first week of april the only people getting tested right. were the ones getting admitted to the hospital <laughs> right with Not with, with covid and so everyone right. getting tested right. had covid right. like right. that's now you can go to like the little urgent care by your house and get one every 15 minutes if you want to but Dave, math is hard. But math is hard. Well, and uh, well, dude, that's not even math. That's <laughs> no, no, just like no. comprehension no. and and comprehension context. is hard. Context is hard. <laughs> Con- context is very hard for people. So Nexium, critical thinking. Nexium yeah. basically sends cease and desist orders to uh, Sarah, Mark Vicente, Bonnie, anybody who ends up leaving the group. Um, they go to New York Times. With this story, because remember Catherine Oxenberg dynasty, uh, she has some pull and is able to get in touch with this New York Times reporter. And basically, this New York Times reporter says, you know, this is all fine and dandy, but, you know, what's really going to seal this story is if we get people on the record. Like, we need more people on the record. So, um. Also, at the time that they're trying to go to New York Times with this article, it keeps getting pushed back because of the chaos of the world. Like, at that time, it was 2016. We had uh, Trump. Um, We had, like, all of these natural disasters happening in the United States. Um, So... New York Times was looking at this story as, like, an evergreen kind of article. Like, we can release this at any time. And it's going to get press and it's going to get like, you know, the kind of reaction that we're looking for. However, these natural disasters, things happening with Trump, this is what people want to read about right now. Right. So they're not wanting to read about your little weird sex cult that you're, you keep telling us about. <laughs> you keep telling so and and uh, the guy that the journalist that they are talking to is Barry, Barry Meyer. And it was, he's so funny because he's so me. He's talking about how he has immunity to Nexium bullshit. Um, and I said same because he was like, I couldn't help myself. Like, I, I don't want to help myself. Like, nobody is going to help me help myself. Like, I am a creature of habit. Like, there is no I'm, – I'm immune to this bullshit. So I just thought that was really funny. Um, So then, I don't know. Am I moving too fast? No. no. Okay. So we're going to move into episode six. Boom. All right. So this is when the Me Too movement happens. Um, And Sarah Edmondson decides to write her own Me Too tweet. And basically it was like, uh, 
you know, this happened to me when I was in a pub in England. This happened to me when I was a, like a rave in Israel. And then it happened to me when I was in Albany, New York, when I was held down on a table. I was branded and blah, blah. And she's talking about her Nexium brand and, mm-hmm. and then does the hashtag me too. Shortly after New York Times publishes front page this story of Nexium. Well, and they had held on to it. So, and, and like, yeah. and it, I, the rationale was that it's a quote unquote evergreen yeah. story. And yeah. so, and people, those familiar with podcasts know yeah. that you have topical and you yeah. have evergreen content. They're yeah. two different kinds of things. Like, so topical is what's going on right now. Evergreen is the kind of stuff that's relevant forever. Mm-hmm. So when you are dealing with, and, and I kind of understand the rationale here where you're dealing with something that has been going on for decades. Mm-hmm. There's no real rush to publish. It's like no sense of urgency. To... It's there, yeah. There's no huge like. There's no ticking time bomb. There's like like this shit's this been, going, been going, going on forever. It's still going to be going on. It, it yeah. So yes, it's a story. Yes, it's an important thing. But there's other shit that has our attention right now. Right. Absolutely. Um. So. Um. Then we see Barbara Boucher. Uh, so everyone's reaching out to Sarah and Mark. Which is not from the water boy, just to be clear. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so Barbara Boucher, um, everyone is kind of like reacting to this front this front page story. And Barbara Boucher reaches out to Sarah Edmondson because she was kind of like her mentor in sales when she was in the group. And um, Barbara was also like the top selling yeah, person. Yeah, she was a top field salesperson at the at when she was in the group she was also part of a group that came out against Ranieri years before but he basically sued her into oblivion so um sarah becomes we see Sarah just kind of she becomes consumed with reading all these negative comments. About That's one New of the York ways Times. that we realize that he thinks that he can just get away with anything yeah. because it's like if no right. matter what he's doing, right. it doesn't really matter. And at the end of the day, he feels like he can just sue people right. into silence. Right. Well, so and that's uh, the sad reality of America is that that's true. No, is no, any, it is. anybody? And so this is like one of those <laughs> like every time about like you know reforms that like I truly believe. There should be a panel mm-hmm. of I'm going with five people because I think that's reasonable where you have that's reasonable. you have like two conservatives, two liberals and mm-hmm. one like whatever or even like one, one and three. I'm fine. Um, and every lawsuit that gets filed anywhere like like and every county has to have this panel. Mm-hmm. Every lawsuit that gets filed has to go through that panel. It would drive down our prices and if of you, insurance. If you can't <laughs> if you can't get a majority decision from yeah. that panel that your suit has merit and should go forward, it's it's tossed. Yeah. I completely I like agree that. with that. I think that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Why the fuck aren't we doing Because it's far too logical. It'll oh, my happen. God. That's anyway, so logical. Never... <laughs> so then we see Barbara's story. So Barbara was in a relationship with Keith. Um so and I feel like there are so many parallels. Like, and I don't think you guys touched. Like, there are so many parallels here to one of the things that kept coming up through the Epstein documentary. Mm. Is so many of these people come from broken homes, broken yes. childhoods, danger, like those kind of situations, and which leave them vulnerable to 
this kind of influence and sure. this kind of situation? I will say yes and no, though, because I think that um, Bonnie makes a really good point later on because Catherine Oxenberg is talking about her daughter, India, and she's like, you know, I did everything to ensure that my child had my child had the best childhood and Bonnie's like how about that how about that's the people that they want they want the people that are perfectly capable of wrangling in people they want the people that trust implicitly they want Mm -hmm. the people that have that aren't broken right you know they've They've had good good relationships their entire lives so i can see it Mm -hmm. from both angles sure because i I mean you you want them but they're not the easy targets oh no well i don't know because it seems like india got in rather easily and so well india was brought in because her mother was part of it so it's like i feel like she was kind of like raised into it and like well, a different way than other people well, are, Kat, where they're brought yeah, in. That's you know. true. I mean, but and then, but what about Bonnie? I mean, like Bonnie was like, Mark Vicente was like, "Give me five days, and I'll change your sure, life." Sure. No, I'm not trying to say that that nobody has ever been convinced because yeah. I feel like 90 percent of people that are in there have been yeah. convinced. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are all adults. Yeah. But then there are some people that are kind of just like not necessarily born into it, but they've been raised into it. And um, and I've seen in multiple of the shots that they've showed of people that were pregnant currently during these things. And it's just like, OK, we you have people that are literally going to be raising kids from infancy directly into this cult. And how are you going to con- convince those children that they're wrong with something that they were raised into? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. So, um, Barbara talks about how, how her, she had, she had this relationship with Keith and she didn't realize that when she got into this relationship that Keith was basically having sex with everyone. And he was living in this house with four women, this cohort where we talked about Chris and Keith, uh, Keefe. Cafe? 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 Um, Cafe? Cafe? And she talked about how the fact, like, okay, I would go over there, but every time I I went over there, it seemed like all the women would, like, move off the couch. I was the one sitting next to Keith. So it seemed like it was, like, Keith living with four female roommates and, like, it was platonic and, like, whatever. Come and knock on our door. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so uh, then they show this weird party. They show this really weird party that they're all at, and there's like these blow up penises. It looks like they're at a, like a bachelorette. Is party. this the one where like the girls walking around? Yeah, with, like, with a, a fake chest, chest and right? And they have like dudes walking around, and they with, just like, fake show dicks. yes, and they just show Keith like kissing oh, every yeah. single girl. He's holding hands with every single girl. He's making these disgusting sexual innuendos that you're just like, oh, barf, gross, Ugh, skeevy. It's so skeevy. And um, that's... Skeevy. It's so skeevy, but that's where Barbara Boucher kind of realizes, like, oh, he's fucking everyone. Yeah. And, and he is. Gasp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. 
wild. We had no clue. Wild. No surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so Barbara, after that, is she p- starts pulling away, and people start coming to her um, within the group that are like noticing these hierarchy issues, and they're having some. They're having they have concerns about what is happening with Keith and these women that surround him. And um then we go into at that point, his board consisted, the board for Nexium consisted of all women that he was sleeping with. And Barbara Gasp. Right. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> right. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that special? Right. So Barbara <laughs> decides to basically hold this forum with all the women. Um, and, and for the record, not penthouse forum. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think about that. Not that. So Barbara holds this forum with all the women and Keith and I believe it was like nine of them. And they had issues with the construction. Troll strategies that he was using, um, citing a conflict of interest caused by intimacy and secrecy, perpetuating a circle around Keith that they do not question your authority. So how are you making the best decisions for your company? <laughs> and how are, how is anything? Right. I mean, what, what is happening? Right, at what this is point? happening at this what place? What is happening? What is happening at this place? Like, this is not legitimate. This is something is fucking off. So Keith does one of the classic. If it's true, it's true for you. Therefore, it is true to some degree. And base, I wrote like, Basically, it was his version of, I'm sorry you feel that way. Exactly. Like, fuck you, I'm sorry Keith. I made you upset. Like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry that you're angry with I'm everyone. sorry I'm fucking all these women and you don't like it. It is true to some degree. Like, it's the old Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. from a certain point of view. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But what a weird thing to say. Like... I mean, okay, we're going to say, oh, it it might be true to some degree. And I'm just like, if somebody is coming to you being like, if this is true, that's fucked up. Yeah. And then you say this is true to some degree, then I would be like, that's fucked up. But it's also like gaslighting because you're like. If it's true for it's you, cra- you're crazy for thinking if it's that's true more for than you, that. Then it must be true to some degree. Like my, like my truth isn't reality, right? Well, but so that that also again, kind of a, a parallel to the Epstein thing. Like so, this that a lot of her comments and some of the stuff feed into that whole. It's not just that you get sucked in; yeah. it's that you get sucked in, and then you in turn start sucking in others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You're bringing other people into Mm -hmm. your shit. And then he says something else that's really interesting. He goes, um, because she's asking for transparency within the company. And he goes, transparency does not mean in front of everyone all the time. Like, he, and then he basically goes on to say, like, yeah, there, of course, there's people that I am closer to and that I tell my secrets to. Like, of course. And not everything is going to be transparent with everyone. All the time. But I'm just like, okay, yes, I agree with that statement. However, that's not what you seem to be preaching to the masses. Yeah, you're not exactly saying like, oh, this is just all the time. Right, right. It's like this is sometimes. And if it's sometimes, then that's not okay because 
there's like a standard that you uphold with your followers. Yeah. And then Barbara brings up something really interesting. She's like, um, Keith, you told me um, if I have any kind of emotional reaction to anything, this alters your health. Like, I am not allowed to have an emotional reaction to anything because of how it affects you. Right. And that's just like he's allowed to have emotional reactions, but you are not. Well, I don't even know. Like, and we'll get more into that because remember, like, episode eight, like, sure, eight or nine when he talks about like women and all that bullshit. So we'll talk about that. But anyway, so all of the nine women that were in this group, Mm -hmm. um, in this forum, they all resign. And they shut down their centers and they asked for their money back. Basically, like any money that we've invested in the company or any money that was owed to us, we want this money back. And they wrote requests. Um, They wrote these requests and they said, if you don't do this, we're going to contact the press. And so then Keith decides to go to um, the rest of the people that are still drinking the Kool-Aid and holds his own little conference and uh to save face basically with the members and he's like it was a meeting to receive feedback on myself and all of the feedback is valid by the way uh and it's just like oh you're such a skeeve like you're just like you're just like you're just again being like yes i'm the most rational human being yes it was all valid feedback bullshit Bullshit, you didn't think it was valid because then after this, you go and file litigation after litigation after litigation against these women to the point where they are all in financial ruin. To the point where, like, one of them is like, I am working as, like, a DJ at a, like, little local pub on the weekends just to make ends meet because I've been sued into utter oblivion. By Keith Ranieri. So, no, don't tell me my point is valid. You don't think that. So, anyways, uh, Claire Bronfman files civil and criminal charges saying Barbara extorted and blackmailed. And then this is where the Dalai Lama schedules a visit to Albany. Right. All right. Episode 7. Okay. Just so you know, this is going to be the last episode for okay. tonight because we have to shut down in half an hour. So we're going to do episode seven. And then next week, we're going to finish up with eight and nine. Perfect. Okay. So episode seven, Oxenberg is talking to her mom, who's Princess Elizabeth, uh, about contacting the Dalai Lama. Um, Because she's like, hey, if you have any kind of pull, maybe you want to let him know that he endorsed a sex cult. Maybe you want to let him know. Just a little bit. Maybe you want to let him know that. He might be aware. So, uh, Catherine meets with Frank Parlato of the Frank Report. And he's an investigative journalism. And basically, his whole goal in life is to expose Nexium. And um, so she consults with Frank and his lawyers. And they present a huge list of crime, possible crimes against Keith. And um, it ranges from slavery, kidnapping, medical malpractice, and human trafficking. And uh, basically, they just want to expose this because Catherine's like, the New York Times story didn't take it far enough. Like, 
And they didn't. Right. And it, like, it didn't. It's not. It didn't delve into right. how deep this story actually mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, um, Claire Bronfman, we find out loaned $65 million to the company, but they can't repay it. And basically, uh, they say that, like, Nexium is cooking their books because they're saying, like, Nexium doesn't bring in any money to be able to repay the $65 million loan. So that's, like, another major thing that they want to, like, present $65 million to. Yeah. is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot How of money. How the fuck does anyone get that kind of money? <sighs> well, be the heiress of ginger ale. Be the heiress of ginger ale. And soda, water, and tonic. And whiskey and, and whiskey gin. And whiskey and everything else. <laughs> Basically everything. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so basically, uh, Frank's lawyer is there as well um, because Frank, I'm sure, has been sued into oblivion just for writing <laughs> all of these stories right. about Nexium. Love it. Frank Frank's lawyer is there and he's like, you know, this sounds like a really good list. And he was like, but what you need is you need an overwhelming amount of witnesses to testify that, like, these women that were in DOS, none of this was a consensual relationship. Like, this branding wasn't consensual. This master-slave thing was not consensual. Uh, you need you need to find witnesses. So she ha- she reaches out to a bunch of defectors, so people who had left the group. And they want to get at least a hundred letters written to the FBI to to anyone that will listen in law enforcement, and they're basically preparing a dossier, which I love that word. Dossier. I love the word dossier. Dossier. It reminds me of Archer too, because <laughs> Archer's always like, "Did you read the do- dossier?" And I'm like, oh, "My God, I love dossier. I love a dossier." We've watched so many documentaries where they say docket uh, or uh, documentary or document. No, it's a dossier. It's a dossier. Okay, so then we learn about Tony Natalie, which is a former girlfriend, and she basically explains to us um, Keith Ranieri's former relationship with MLMs. Um, So after he left Amway, he started Consumers Byline. We've talked about MLMs. Yeah. So (laughs) Consumers Byline uh, dude, you gotta see if you have, if you could just go and YouTube consumers byline and look at Keith Ranieri's stupid fucking hair in these commercials. <laughs> it is like it. it is so <laughs> like Dumb and Dumber, like the straight bangs like right across <laughs> the fucking bangs yeah. I showed you earlier. Oh my god, <laughs> it's literally like just yeah. like bangs stupid like this. bangs. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> so basically, this is like an MLM, which it sounds weird now living in the time of like online shopping and stuff. But like, it was a group of people who it sounds like they bought coupons. 
and they sold it to people. But they were basically like, saying, I have coupons for your coupon. They were basically saying, like, if we come at them with, like, this buying power, you know, we're going to get the better deal. And it's just it's so weird. But what the weird the weirdest thing is, is this was the fastest growing MLM during the 90s. Ever. During <laughs> yeah. the 90s. Um, so uh, when Tony got there, um, she noticed it's like a lot of young people working and there's this energy in the room and they're making these calls and making these deals and doing all this great stuff. And I wrote speed. Uh, speed. <laughs> It's just that. And then shortly after this, enter Nancy Salzman. So Nancy Salzman is uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. That's what she does. And Keith and her are a match made in hell. And uh, (laughs) so sinister. (laughs) So basically, Nancy realizes like, Keith has, like, some sort of power, but Nancy can make it realized. Yeah. And so she goes to him and is basically like, I want to team up. And, like, I feel like whatever you're doing, I can help and make it ten times better or ten times fucking worse. And so Tony describes um, after she ends up leaving the group, we don't fully see their relationship, but Tony ends up, after leaving the group, unrelenting stalking after she breaks up with Keith because, for whatever reason, she ends up breaking up with him. We'll get into that later. Um, and Keith says to her, when when she, when she leaves Keith, he says to her, I'll see you in jail or I'll see you dead. And he, I think you'll see her in jail. He cancels her credit cards, he cancels her health insurance, he files lawsuits, he forced her to file bankruptcy, he had the FBI investigate her. And then enter Pam. Remember Pam? Who oh, did, yes. Yes. Okay. So Pam, she was tasked at the time of all of this to bring women into the family. Yeah. The family. The family. What kind of cult does that remind you of? Manson. Manson. Yeah, right? Okay, so um, Pam was tasked with bringing women into the family, and Tony was one of those women. And Tony describes a relationship where Pam was super loving and, like, always had her back, and, like, they were family. It's just like when we think about uh, the last girl with Jackie. You know, it's like the the relationship that that they had was very like loving and caring and like sisterly. Yeah. And it's like I'm confiding in this woman yeah. because we have this like bond with yeah. each other. Yeah. And then suddenly it's yeah. like give me the deed to your house and let me take videos well, of you who. And, and like I don't know because from what it sounds like from Tony it doesn't sound like that Pam was even that skeevy. Like it sounds No, but I'm like, just saying it like it's like yeah, the type no, of relationship. Yeah. Where I get like I trust you wholeheartedly. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. But this is the fucked up part. So when Tony ends up leaving the group, Pam 
never reaches out. And she was like, I thought I had a sisterhood with this woman. Like, I thought, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. I thought this woman was my best friend. I confided in her everything. And when I left, nothing. Crickets. Like, she had devoted her life so thoroughly to Keith that That there was no way Mm -hmm. that she was even going to speak to her after that. So, um, then, uh, oh, Tony reveals, like, this is the very end of episode seven, so we can wrap it up right after this. But Tony reveals, uh, that Keith, um, had sent her, like, a death timeline. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he was, Hard pass. Yeah, he was basically, like, here you are, and it was, like... (laughs) It's like the most childish drawing you could imagine. <laughs> it's like the most basic, stupid graph in the world. It was like, it's like here's here a you line, are, and, and here's, here's where you, you could dead. be. <laughs> yeah, and it was dead. just like, here's your time. Here's your death timeline. You leave the group. You're dead. It, it reminded me of back in the day. <laughs> I, I would, I would take. Uh, I was trying to explain like how bad a situation was to somebody while we were sitting in a bar because like we were drinking after work because shit was just all screwed up and I took a bar napkin and I drew a little star on it and I said this is the star named fucked (laughs) and then I drew a big line over and I said this is where we are super fucked we are so far beyond fucked that it takes the light from the star named fucked a hundred million years to reach us oh god you're such a nerd using fucking space shit god Dude. Okay. So basically, yes. In yeah, in even more simplistic terms, Keith sends Tony this like death line where he's like, "Here you are, and here you are dead." And right. Basically, this is going to be used in court of him. Like, I'm going to use this against you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One thousand percent. I showed you. Fucking tried to terrify me. You you made me claim bankruptcy. You child, mo- you you canceled my health insurance. You, you child all, molester. You child molester. <laughs> you all of these things. So, anyways, Keith sucks. So that's the end of <laughs> that's end of episode seven. I know. So and we and we have two more episodes. God still. Yeah. So it's like the never ending. I know. I story, and, and we know that there's going to be a, a season two. So, I am so we, over we are like, story. let's go. Like, let's fucking go. I am go. just so over it. I can't. Like, I can't. Even though I have to say, though, like, <laughs> I'm not just saying this because I want you to listen to our podcast, but I'm saying episode eight and nine are so. They're the Box. Best. Uh, They're the best. Like, They're the best. Like those could have been the only yes, two episodes. Exactly right. Exactly right. Like they, yeah. they, they literally, literally again, which again gets back to so, this was like four episodes mm-hmm. too long. Like, this is probably like seven episodes too long. They could have yes, just done eight and nine. And it was Watch eight and nine. We're gonna be back next week. Yeah. We're gonna talk about them. We'll maybe talk about some other stuff. Probably too. not. Let's I don't know. Well, let's just say let's get through eight and nine. But let's see, I feel like next week there'll be a few things going on in the country oh, we're I'm talking sure. about. Yeah. Oh, sure. God. I think oh I think God. next week we're gonna have. I will either be about. crying with like a bag of whiskey IV as into an IV my drip, arm, yeah. 
or I will be like popping bottles. We're having a great. There's no middle of the road. Yeah, there is no. There is no. It's gonna be one or the other. So definitely come back next week. Listen to us. Come back and let us know what's going on. If you have something you want us to watch too, or if you have something that you want to say, please send us a message. Go on our Facebook. Go on our Instagram. Go on our Gmail. Come on and talk to us and let us know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Yeah. Because we want to hear about it. Yep. Um, so otherwise, this was a great episode and I, I hope that you guys all enjoyed it. Um, make yep. sure you join us again. Watch eight and nine for next week eight and, and uh, go vote and go vote. Goodbye. Okay, bye.